0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Guys on Gaffer. My name is Joel and Abhishek is with me today. No David, unfortunately. He is absolutely fine, but our schedules just didn't yeah. quite um, align this week. Um, he's, he's working all day today. So, um, yeah, just the two of us today. How are you doing, Abhishek? We're
1: yeah, doing fine. Good to have a break, but <laughs> I can't seem to be bothered watching international games. But as of now, there was nothing going on around in the world of sports so watched uh, some games the under 21 games some highlights in on my phone watched 10 minutes of england game today <laughs> just the two goals scored and i just switched it off because I, yeah it's job done for england and watched spain last night I really like the new manager they have appointed they have brought the guy from under 21 so he basically nurtured those youths to the spin spanish national team, and he's now the head coach so really like although the opposition was norway sorry david but (laughs) uh, but when you are not playing without harland norway don't seem to have much of a chance but did quite look a different spain that we watched in the world cup uh, before so it was decent to see that a uh, lot of new players no mm, lot of new players that are, start, that are starting for spain so it was good to see so overall it's a fun it was having a fun but back to now with all those double game weeks coming in fpl and the GAFA championship the championship becoming ever so interesting now so it's football is uh, really can't wait to be proper club football to be back but yeah
0: yeah similarly i don't find the international breaks that interesting and i'm quite i'm quite enjoying the break on on this occasion and sometimes i I think i enjoy the break a bit more in this international break than i do um in the autumn when there's like one every month i'm like oh premier league um but yeah i'll be so i'm feeling my brain is feeling a little bit switched off from fantasy football right now but we'll hopefully get it kicking it get it kicking into gear on this podcast um and yeah i'm I'll be looking forward to it when it comes back next week, that's for sure. Um yeah, I, I, I even had to ask check what the England score was. That's how unengaged I am with football right now. Um, I'm, I don't often watch England games outside of major tournaments because there's just no jeopardy. We always qualify um, yeah. easily, and there's just no. Plus, you guys were home, so there was nothing more incentive than. The Italy game was much
1: more incentive because it yeah. was the last year's Euro final, so it was much more
0: yeah 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 it's actually a tougher fixture for once as well yeah Yeah. let's dive in um and we'll have to cast our minds back about a week or so to the end of game week 38 37 38 oh (laughs) losing track of everything game week 38 um and my team is up first I got 64 4 last week which was a bit of an annoying one. It was a red arrow from um 100 and um the wrong thing about 120th down to 134th. Um because I'm chasing I yeah. took a risk on Bradshaw captaincy because of the Huddersfield fixture, Huddersfield at home, I thought if there's ever going to be an opportunity to try and make up a bit of ground with something a bit different, it's going to be Bradshaw captain here. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. I do do believe that that obviously at and Victor were the better options on paper. Um, but everyone was going to go down that route, so I thought maybe the fix- this was a fixture to target. But yeah, as we say, um, a, sh- a bit of a surprise result there with Huddersfield coming out with a victory, a very important victory at both ends of the table. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just the two points captaincy. I did vice-captain Akpom instead of Victor, so that helped, and that kind of managed to reduce the amount of points I lost on that um i'd bought in loser a as, loser as well and he got nothing got just the one point giles 14 points was nice but he's very highly owned so um you know basically no differential returns giles is highly owned akpam's extremely highly owned and was probably at least 150% EO, so i probably lost rank on him um and then i just got a few i got half green sheets across the board for the rest of them 4-4 four, four four and four for my other four defensive players <laughs> so a bit of a poor week sets me back a little bit now in my race for the top 100 which is annoying but there is enough time to call it back the gap still feels quite large um i haven't seen exactly what it will be but i imagine it's about 40 points 30, 30 maybe 30 to 40 points so we'll see what can happen um so that's me um abhishek your team is up next you had a slightly better week
1: yeah uh, i mean I scored 75 points my transferred in player was hoover uh, fetched me 8 points was nice surprisingly stoke kept a clean sheet so really i'm starting to see some of uh, alex son's work now uh, after some games he has had with them hoover is a player that i kind of like now with stoke fixtures coming up and especially with my uh, a boost left. Uh, I think he can be another player who is, I think, very attacking-wise in the wing-back position, which Alex mm, Neil is playing. He can be that mm, like. Sunderland, I think Barr was doing for Sunderland, or Clark was doing for Sunderland. He he can be that kind of player for Stoke as well for the remaining games. Uh, Manning scored a goal, but yet another week he got a yellow card and Swansea again score conceded so didn't get the full points but he's fetched me eight points I'm so annoyed with Brady so so annoyed. why do you come for 20 minutes and I have six points of Fox on the bench first on my bench why (laughs) I mean he is a problem now He's becoming a problem he needs to go and surprisingly Preston did not play that well I mean it was a, mm. was it a surprise result I'm
0: trying to remember what the, what the match was now <laughs> I'm just so disengaged uh they lost I, to Middlesbrough yeah Preston,
1: yeah they lost to Brazil so that was not a surprise result
0: no at, not really steamroll yeah so, at home. And so
1: yeah when I started Brady I thought he would if he had started probably faced with some attacking return po- attacking bonus points maybe uh, because um i don't know why he did not start especially against tougher opposition he should have started but maybe that's a different question altogether uh, but last week was i mean benching was a headache because lots of players got benched lots of players did not have a games so lots of <laughs> i mean I already have what nine players, but after the game uh, uh, week started, I, uh, after the game week started, I was got down to seven players because lots of people who were on the bench, like some Ramsey Brady. was benched as well. Uh, this the Diallo was benched, but glad he. It's a controversial thing, but I don't want to talk about the penalty that handled and received. Because certain section of the fans feel that only Manchester United players get those penalties that are <laughs> soft. So <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, uh, watching. I'm not going to be uh, uh, speaking about that anymore because I get to enjoy Diallo's 11 points. <laughs> so happy with that. As a, as an <laughs> yeah, The Middlesbrough duo of McGree and Ramsey got me three and one points respectively. Millwall result was a disappointing one against Huddersfield. So Fleming got me two points. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a surprising result in in the end. But Huddersfield gave themselves a chance to save the drop, I guess, with that win. Uh, Akpom was my captain. He rightly delivered. Victor got a last-minute assist. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about why I have put vice on I picture. don't think it was
0: last minute, but yeah, it, I mean, you got an it assist. Looked it. Like,
1: yeah, it looked like a last minute assist to me, but nevertheless, uh, Pirro got me one point. Pirro needs to go now. I've had enough of him. I think yeah, why do you know him, mate? <laughs> yeah, I think I have just pursued with him. I've just didn't, I didn't. Fan, I, I, I think I was in need of defensive and midfield reinforcements first, mm. so he, I couldn't get him out. And, yeah. and the bench, uh, apart from Fox's six points, I think they're all zeros. Woodman was zero. The only guy that played, I think, Townsend and Taylor was did not play because they have the quarterfinals. So yeah, seventy-five points. Uh, got me what four place green arrow. I mean, it's been a grind. Gaffer has it looks like it's a grind to me now. Yeah, and the only hope that I have now is the one boost that is left, and i hopefully that boosts me up significantly to a better position overall rank wise. Otherwise, I think I will finish 252 with it 350 mark overall i will finish if i don't have a good last boost which will be budget buster so hopefully i can get a nice haul of points from that boost
0: yeah at least you have a double gaming to potentially look out of i don't know how many budget players will be playing in that um yeah but
1: the doubles that are there will be from burnley and blackburn yeah uh, i'm not getting any budget players from those teams
0: mm. Well, so, we'll see how that pans out. Hopefully, you can get a good, good green hour off, off the back of that. But it certainly, it does get very stretched out at this late stage in the season. We've had yeah. thirty-eight game weeks now, so it's it is you're mm. kind of looking for marginal gains, which is why I do think my top one hundred is is going to be tricky. And yeah, you're kind of relying on your budget buster. Shall we um, move on to Thursday night wars?
1: Yeah, it, it was another victory for us. I mean, boy, we're scoring. Points for fun. We're
0: here. on fire. We are on fire. Right yeah.
1: Now. <laughs> I mean, after Game Week 37, we, uh, uh, after the century on Game Week 37, we were close to it again in Game Week 38. And we scored 95 points, which gave us a Game Week rank of 15.
0: With no boost as well. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Smashed so, it. I mean, yeah, it's really, I mean, the Middlesbrough trio of Akpom, Archer and Giles all scored more than 13 points (laughs) so Akpom scored 13 points he was our captain's 26 points Archer scored 19 points Giles scored 14 points so wow our transferred in player was Drame so he got us a nice nine points 9 pointer with an assist I believe uh we uh the round of our defense we got osho and Bidwell with four points apiece wilson with four points as well Our midfield i mean we did not get any points from fosso i guess he was benched and he did not came
0: on Fosse. Um, what happened with Fosu yeah. was, the, did you see the game got abandoned? <laughs> oh yeah 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 okay. yeah 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 okay. uh, So, so funny, classic. did you see the video of the Rotherham um, ground stewards at half time like basically sweeping water back onto the pitch? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bit dodgy, bit <laughs> yeah. dodgy <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean I was just, uh, I mean I saw it on Twitter I guess somebody shared a certain meme I forgot the meme, <laughs> what was what was, but yeah, really classic Rotherham. I mean, if Rotherham gets, if they will get another double game we
0: Budget buster, that, that could pan out all right for you. Might have walked if, into some budget assets there.
1: Look, if it can happen, but if it gets another abandonment, <laughs> that's a wastage <basic> of... <laughs> Maybe the weather should be getting don't...
0: better now. It's not, yeah, but anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I'm not trusting Rotherham until otherwise, so <laughs> Let's move on, I think. So our two midfield players, Rachel uh, Fleming and Sarah, cannot do well. Uh, Victor uh, was the last player to round up. He was our vice as well, so 10 points. So 95 points for our board team. Uh, we, um, the Gaffer community team came second with 76 points. And that's now on the screen? They, yeah, they, uh, they also got, I think, Charles 14 points. They will also have home captain. They got Diallo's 11-pointer. Victor, 10 points, who was their vice as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the rest were all ones uh, from Bring Morris, Gasper, Maxwell and they got five from Trusty. So, uh, Sykes, they have Sykes. Uh, speaking of Sykes, Sykes, I think, got a four-match ban. Yeah. So whoever owns Sykes um, must keep an eye on him. Uh, he will miss the next four games. Uh, uh, they also, and the community also got five from Clark as well. So, yeah, so 76 points. Uh, the community team came second. Uh, the surprise, surprise. I don't think it's a surprise, but it's becoming a team now. <laughs> the Fantasy Podcast is coming again on the wrong side of the Thursday night war table. But they are coming on the right side of the overall rank table because they're yes. 78 <laughs> overall uh, are in ranks. So, yeah, I think but they we got don't care about points.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh,
1: they got a nice return from Pedro as well, which was their vice. Uh, they got the captain vector so we got 14 points. They also had Giles with 14 points. But from that, I think Colin, Colin and Ngak he has got six points. Yeah, so 69 points, they came third, and I think we have subsequently increased our lead at
0: the top, I think. I can tell you what the scores we are, because I just looked at it. So we're on 56 yeah. points, Gaffer Community, sorry, EFF fancy on 47, and Gaffer Community on 45. So we have a nine-point lead at the top, So and with a boost in hand. So let's just say it would be a, a massive collapse to lose from here. Um, Look, I don't think any gaffer collapses have happened before, have they, at tops of leaderboards? So yeah, it'll be all it right. has
1: happened to us. We were seven points clear at the top. <laughs> we we, the it just put us to the swords in back to back three weeks. I think they got three wins and we just came down. Yeah. So, fingers crossed until we get the next two wins.
0: But that, that was at a point where we were making sacrifices for this very moment. I think our yeah. strategy has has gone so well because, um, obviously, we sacrificed a couple of the doubles weeks. Overhauled in 36. So this was just in the space of a week because we had a midweek round of fixtures. We've had an overhaul. And in three single game weeks, we got 94, 103, 95. That's insane. How did we do that? We just nailed it. <laughs> I mean, we not only had one overall, we had... Uh,
1: forced overall as well because we took a minus 40 oh, yes, for our team. forgot about that. <laughs> so, basically, yeah, so basically, we got two overalls to get to this point. So, smart, smart I mean, we about we have, yeah. I mean, the sacrifice we have made has fetched us this nine point lead and which we intend to hold it on now. So, yeah, that's our Thursday night. Was uh, in terms of the Phoenix Cup. I think nothing has changed much uh, on the top of uh, top 10 for us uh, in our league. I think uh, uh, the number two and number three players have swapped places. Uh, uh, He got the second uh, who is now, uh, he got 91 points. Mike Smuppets, who was second, uh, he got 66. So he has just opened up. Uh, a lead uh, for the second place, but Ron is still by far way far ahead. He um, got what second uh, has a overall score of 3166. Ron has scored 3224. So it's
0: he's opened up the lead now, 54 yeah. point lead at the top of the overall yeah. standings.
1: Uh, yeah, and I don't think he already has played all the boos. And then the next guy in the second has also played all the posts. So it will be all will depend on what they were in the next nine weeks they score, what uh, the differential picks that they pick
0: it yeah. will
1: pro- propel them or be their downfall, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, the top 10 is like it was after game week 37. Uh, I think. Tom has made an entry in our top 10, the GAP community manager. And Frustration has also made an entry. So I think the 9 and 10 position, there are new people. 1 to 8, they are like the game with 37. Mm. The people were they're in game with 37, they're in game with 38. So that's the situation we have in terms of first night goals and the GAP Felix Invitational Cup.
0: All right, so the plan for this episode then. Um, last time we spoke quite a bit on the race for top two with Middlesbrough and Sheffield United, um, with Middlesbrough kind of really closing that gap recently. Um, and we also touched on the playoffs. But we wanted to, What we wanted to do this week is go through all the playoff teams, all the teams in contention. I think we're going to go from um, Luton in fourth down to... Preston Preston, maybe Sunderland. I feel like we've got to include Sunderland so we've probably got to include Preston uh, yeah. we'll see how far we get we'll certainly go down to Coventry and then probably Watford as well and then maybe Sunderland and Preston 11th and 12th we'll see because um, Sunderland have been in and around it and then dropped off so um, yeah we'll see um, and yeah we're just going to talk about how they're, what, what kind of fixtures they've got coming up um, whether we think we'll make the playoffs and, yeah, we'll start in fourth, Luton Town, um, doing well again this season. Just, just, They just seem to progress year on year, don't they, Luton? Um, even losing Nathan Jones uh, to Southampton, um, they are, um, you know, building and building every season. And they're actually still, you know, we can't completely count them out from top two, can we?
1: I mean, all will depend on the next two games. I think they face Watford and Millwall. Mm. If they are have to hope uh, uh continue to hope that they will push for the promotion playoffs then i think they have to come out on the right side of these two games if they lose points that will be a harder task because people are catching them on now mm. i mean what they're six uh, they're 64 black one has a game in hand they're 61.
0: yeah They do have a good cushion on Norwich, seven points, but they do have some tough games. Yeah, so you've mentioned the Watford and Millwall games, and they've also still got to play Middlesbrough and Blackburn, so that's basically four playoff-chasing teams um, that they've got to play still in the last eight games. Yeah, and if
1: they don't beat Millwall, they will only derail themselves, because they have a four-point lead. If Millwall beats them, that lead will cut down to one point. Yeah. So it will be really interesting to see if they want to keep that playoff position and they have to come out the right side of these next two games for Sargent.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking back at some of their past form and I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to make the playoffs um, because they're just solid enough at the back. Have a guess. When was the last time Luton... Actually, no, that's not going to work. They're, Luton have only conceded more than one goal once since the middle of January, uh, the West Brom game that they lost 3-2. Since then, um, in the league, they have only on one occasion conceded twice, and that was actually against Millwall um, in the reverse fixture um, as part of that double game week um, where they drew 2 all. So they, they're built off a very solid foundation. And they've had defensive injuries at times this season as well. Um, they've also lost the likes of James Bree to Southampton. Um, but they don't seem to have been too badly affected by that at all. Um, and they're just really good at grinding out results. Lots of plenty of 1-0 wins that they've had this season. Three in their last four games, in fact. And it would have been another 1-0 win had they not had that. It would have been four in a row had it not been that controversial penalty that Sunderland got um, last weekend. So... Yeah, I'm firmly of the opinion they'll make the playoffs. Do you think they will?
1: Yeah, I think they will because, I mean, the fixtures that they have left, The only, if they navigate these four games and come out, what, with uh, 10 points out of the four games,
0: mm.
1: the rest of the um, five games are easier in terms of competition in the championship. Uh, I mean, they face Blackpool, Rotherham, Reading, and Hull yeah so that's the next four games that's the four games that are left so i think they will be on the playoffs much will depend on the next two games much will depend on the next two games if they can't get a result against one of them if they drew both of them that will only hamper their chances if they get four points out of it i think they will be fine
0: given they have a seven point cushion to norwich i think one win out of the next two games is pretty good, and then they've got the three easier fixtures, and that and that cushion should be enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly I think yeah they should they should be targeting one win out of the next two, um, yeah, and and they'd be pretty happy with that I'd say. Um, cool. In terms of any gaffer assets, then obviously playoff teams are some probably some of the best teams to look at um, when we get to the end of the season, um, because you know that they've got a lot to fight for still. Um, is there anyone? um in particular that you'd be looking at that maybe well who do you have and are you looking to bring any in i suppose
1: i mean, currently i don't own any living players but i think apart from maurice and drama i'm not considering anyone Fair maybe uh, yeah may, but i don't have if anyone has did we get jipper keeper in this set no no so yeah I'll stay away from all as well if we have gotten deeper keepers then I think Hobart will be another option but I think apart from Drama and Drame and Morris I don't think anyone will be going for any of the other assets yeah
0: other yeah I, I think they're in don't buy don't sell category right now because of the next two and then you could probably think about buying them after these next two for the three easier games I've just yeah. got Osho I think those, those of you who've got Cody Drame have done extremely well uh, I certainly wish I had him in my team because um, he's so attacking. He's got quite a few um, returns, um, and obviously when you've got the clean sheets as well, um, he then also becomes very, very good for bonus. So he's, he's doing really well for bonus and an attacking point of view. Well done if you have him. I may look to bring in I mean, it depends on all sorts of factors and, and how things look in a couple of weeks. But I may look to bring him in, um, sort of in a couple of weeks' time. And Morris um, again don't buy don't sell um oh, you can make an argument for buying i think um if it's your preferred choice of yes if you need to sell yeah
1: i think that's what i'm going to say with the form of bradshaw is, you know, i think maybe you can switch it up mm, because Aquaman victory is going nowhere so that's that's what is up for grabs i think between bradshaw morris and whoever is the lucky guy out of all the povos that we have
0: yeah indeed right let's move on then to fifth placed blackburn rovers the team of very few draws um four draws this season it was like january february when they had their first draw they've got as many defeats as um well they've got one less defeat than rotherham as many defeats as bristol city and they've got um well just two less wins than sheffield united in second place um they're, I think they're a really difficult team to predict at the moment. Um, they obviously lost to Sheffield United in the FA Cup quarter-finals to a very late goal. It's a
1: heartbreaking one, yeah. Mm. But it's you can't do anything about it because it was a sweet, sweet hit. And that's the beauty of football. <laughs> I mean, 90-minute winners. I have been, I mean, United considered a 90-minute winner against Arsenal. It's a really hard one to take as a fan yeah. and especially in a quarter final game. I mean I was feeling unhappy because it's a league game. But imagine it's a quarter final game and Blackburn was leading. And mm. I mean most parts of the game and playing well, but certainly they turned it up and just lost the game. Really feel for those Robos fans. that one fans of so.
0: Yeah. yeah right
1: yeah, I think what the new manager has done is that it's a team that's looking like the Blackburn logos that we get to see in the championship. I think a couple of seasons back, when I think uh, Ben Beryton signed, he was scoring goals. Team was playing well. They were looking for the prim- playoffs position again. Uh, for they're looking good, scoring goals, having an attacking field brand of football, I guess. But My money is on Blackburn to finish on playoffs this season because I've seen enough of them. Plus, they have a game in hand. Yeah. The double will be crucial. Plus, as I have spoken it on last week as well, or the weeks before, they have the easiest run of fixtures amongst all the playoff chasing teams in terms of opponents. You yeah. can make an argue for you can make an argue for Luton, but Blackburn they face Birmingham, Huddersfield, Hull, Hull. Similarly, it's quite like similar Luton. to Norwich.
0: So sorry to yeah. Luton rather.
1: Yeah, I mean Luton face Watford and Millwall in the next two. Blackburn face Norwich, and Luton, and Millwall on the last two games. Mm
0: they're going to be big I mean, games that that could yeah. all hang on those those games and they've yeah. also got burnley the game before so they end on actually three really tough games they've yeah. also got to play coventry that's a tough game um, and norwich and norwich but, that norwich game but feels big is, right now yeah really big but the
1: thing is that why I'm betting on them because all those hard games are at home apart from millwall true norwich are at home Coventry are at home, only at home, Newton at home. So if they are on the mix with the playoffs, the fans will be behind them. Because I think they have played a decent, uh, uh, good, attractive football, unlike the Blackburns of past, when they were in the Premier League. So I think the fans will be behind them if they are in the mix. So that home fan factor will become a key for the promotion playoff push. So. That's why my money is on them, and I think Darren, if he listens to it, <laughs> uh, really like it <laughs> that mm-hmm. we have we are putting money on Blackburn. But he is an optimistic guy. He says that let's see what the results. Let's see we are taking one game at a time. So first is Norwich. So let's hope that if Blackburn wins and Luton don't pick up a point then it will be tr- interesting to interesting thing because there are only three points behind <laughs> mm. so vital for Luton to pick a win for to make blackburn stay behind them yeah. behind the eight ball so i think blackburn should be fine in, for the playoff uh, here they are they have enough talent in the bank and i think where, where Britain will Uh, I think he's joining Villarreal on the summer, so I think he will go out on a happy note. I think if the team plays in the promotion, uh, playoff semifinals, I think that's a happy end to his Blackburn career, I think. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think Blackburn should be there and thereabouts.
0: I'm going to say they will as well. They've won, they're on five wins in six. I think they do need to get enough points on the board before that But that Burnley game, although at that point the Burnley will have wrapped up the title, so they'll have certainly... Um, they'll be a bit more up for it potentially than the Burnley players, although maybe the derby factor will... Will make me in Birmingham still up for it anyway i don't know um i I think they'll be i think i think potentially if they lose that Norwich game and also don't beat Birmingham, then I'm concerned for them, and I think maybe yeah. they won't um make the playoffs but if they um if they get four points from their next two, I reckon they will um they'll make the playoffs fairly comfortably um yeah in terms of gaffer i'm not really interested in anyone at the moment because they're just not very good value the goals are spread around the team there's no real talisman at the moment even though i mean you could say ben burton diaz but he's not particularly in in form right now he's been out of the team quite a bit to, and sam gallagher's been playing instead um as well so i i'm not interested currently in any blackburn players from a gaffer point of view but yeah i do think they'll make the playoffs yeah Next team is sixth place Millwall, who have a three-point cushion on Norwich. Now, this is an interesting one, um, Millwall. Um, What are your thoughts on them and their chances at the moment?
1: I think both Millwall and Norwich City are a flip side of a coin, because Mm. they have, what, identical number? uh, I think Millwall has 17 wins, Norwich has 16. They both have nine draws. Millwall has lost one less than Norwich and in terms of goal difference Norwich has plus three advantage in it there it's three point game it's Norwich in terms of fixtures if you look at it if Norwich can spring a surprise against Sheffield United next this game week they will finish in the playoffs
0: let's let's move on let's talk about Norwich in a minute let's just focus on Millwall for now Um, yeah Uh,
1: okay Uh, yeah yeah I mean, if we are talking about Middle world plays West Brom. So if they don't beat or get up, I think they have to beat. If because such the next week game week will be a deciding factor whether it will be on the championship race, playoff race. It's a really critical week because all the playoff chasing teams. And I think the top eight teams play each other. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's a a really critical critical next two games for Millwall because they've got West Brom and then Luton. So um, they could find themselves outside the playoff places if they're not careful. Um, And I think they'll be really kicking themselves about that Huddersfield game. Um, They've been... Winning the games yeah. they should be winning in the last few months um, and doing so very consistently, and that's why they're in the position they're in at the moment, uh, whilst also being able to compete and get results against the top teams. Um, not many wins against top teams. Sheffield United is the the standout, but um, they've managed to also get a few draws. Um, so, yeah, losing to Huddersfield is, is a real kick in the teeth. The gap would have been... Um, six points if they'd have won that game to Norwich and I think if they had won that I would have been fairly confident again that they'd make the playoffs but now um, two tough games then they've got a much easier run Hull, Preston, Birmingham Wigan, Blackpool um, before finishing up against Blackburn which could be massive for both teams I mean
1: what does what does the game of Luton Millwall and Norwich does this week is that they will bring others into kind of playoff contention if they don't win mm. or pick up points they will bring the rest they will bring the likes of stroke to contention again I mean, if we look at the table i mean it's so ta- that play of race from four to i think third, 12 13 is so tight at the moment that one if one team falters the other team gains their places so, really, Millwall has to be up on their game against West Brom and Luton Town. West Brom is away. That's a critical factor because West Brom at the Hawthorns, they have their own playoff ambitions. So, yeah. it will be a tough game. So, Millwall has to be on their A game for the next two weeks just to shoot off their rivals and keep hold of their sixth position. Otherwise, it will be a really disastrous. Mm. A defeat to West Brom
0: and West Brom are only two points behind them. All of a sudden, as well. So it's it's, yeah. In terms of Gaffer assets, um, obviously a lot of us have at least two Millwall. Would you think about selling someone like Bradshaw or Fleming or a defender? Are they are they in this in the sell category now? They're certainly not in the buy category. Um, What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I think it's quite tricky because the only two guys that every gap manager's own are the only two guys that's going to score goals for Millwall, if they are going to get anything from them. If they aren't, so what sort of plans you make for that? Because you want to have a Millwall player, but suddenly case can be made because the next two games are against Luton and West Brom. So that's tougher games. But if if they get on the right side of those two games and score victories, then all of a sudden, that will be a transfer wasted because the, you are gonna get for the next five games, as you mentioned, because they are against opponents who aren't scoring many goals. And both of these guys, Bradshaw and Fleming, will be on the score sheet against those guys if Milwaukee scores a bunch of goals. Plus, more so Bradshaw has scored a hat trick on Sheffield United. So, so I think when push comes to shove, I think against bigger teams, big, tougher opponents, Millwall's players bring out their A-games. So I think hmm. certainly he, they are not a buy category. Certainly you don't have to buy, wait for them for these two games to go then buy. Certainly they are not a sell as well if you don't have any pressing issues like you need some money to move forward, injured players or other, you may have to have some money to invest in some certain areas for your boost plan, the last boost that you have left. Then, yeah, I get why you are going to sell, but certainly not now, because you never know.
0: Yeah, I can see both sides. I'm of the, I think, I'm, my opinion is that aside from long, all mineral assets are sellable. not saying you should sell them this week but they are you can consider selling them and it all depends on your team your transfer targets um what what fires you need to put out so for me personally i'm not going to consider selling fleming because i've got plays like loser and field options are a little thinner on the ground at the moment i'm happy to bench magnamara if necessary. Um, but again, if you fancied selling him for a higher upside defender like a, a Cody Drama or, or Ryan Giles or something like that, then go ahead. The one I'm most consider- considering selling is Tom Bradshaw for someone like Archer. Um, if I can afford, I'd have to check that. Um, so I probably will be able to afford him um, because I think there are just some other really good striking options at the moment that, that have the better fixtures. I do think Bradshaw's still okay, and I do still think he... I think, he, I think he'll still keep returning, just maybe won't be as explosive. Maybe the the points per game will go down a little bit um, compared to the kind of high standards he set in the last few weeks. Um, so he's the one I'm really considering selling. Um, that, that Huddersfield game, you know, for him to be so quiet is a bit of an annoying one. So, yeah. Shall we move on to the next team down, which is Norwich? thoughts on Norwich.
1: I mean they are ideally in a better position. I mean they have the playoff chances on their hands, don't you think? Judging by the fixtures. I think chef mm. the next two Sheffield United at home, Blackburn away, literally sees them whether they are a promotion team a playoff promotion playoff team or not.
0: And they've also got it's Middlesbrough good. coming up too.
1: That's a tougher game because Middlesbrough will be eyeing for that automatic playoff. Automatic promotion spot by that, mm, I think, what they face here, yeah, or by 42. I mean, that's... Middlesbrough will be on a different ballgame. So they are not winning that one. That's for sure. But these next two games will is really important for all those playoff-chasing teams. Mm. I mean... I mean, it's really fun time to be an AFL championship watcher because yeah, the next two game weeks really will. I mean, it will really say that whether which teams are on the side or which team. Are on the There's
0: a lot of big teams. games. A lot of big games. Norwich are in an interesting moment at the moment because they went on a good run of form for a while with under under David Wagner. Um, although they were admittedly much easier fixtures, they beat Hull, Birmingham, Cardiff and Millwall, which was obviously a good result, and also had a nil-nil draw against Wigan. But then the last three games, they've lost to Sunderland 1-0, Drew with Huddersfield and Drew with Stoke 0-0. So they just just slowed down. They've kind of dropped off the pace a little bit, but they are only, what, three points off, off the playoffs right now. I'm not convinced yeah, by think... Norwich at the moment.
1: Yeah... But and the reason why is that the strikers are not scoring goals. The midfielders are scoring goals if they're winning. Yeah. The likes of Sarah, the likes of Dowell, the likes of McLean, they're scoring the goals and getting those points, not the likes of Cookie and Sargent, like at the start of the season. And if your forwards are in scoring, you're not, getting, you're not too much happy about the team going forward. So, yeah, I can really I get that. Yeah, that's the thing for me as well. I don't think Norwich will get the playoff uh, if certain results don't move uh, in their favour, but it's a tough ask.
0: I personally think they've got to win. They've probably, in the next four games against Sheffield United, Blackburn, rather than Middlesbrough, they probably need about at least seven points. I'm not sure they'll get it. Maybe maybe more they might need more than seven points. Like they need yeah, they need to I get results we, against these big teams. I just I'm not sure yeah. they do.
1: I mean it's a point gain A will do them a favor as well. So if they lose that's done and dusted. They have to get I think eight plus points from those four games. Seven is far low points for them. Even if they lose to Middlesbrough, it doesn't help them because all those teams that are ahead of them or below them have easier run of fixtures mm. when they, uh, by the time they face Middlesbrough. So they have to get a result against Middlesbrough as well to stay in touch with the pack.
0: Yeah, I think that Blackburn game is really key as well. That's, yeah. that's so huge because obviously they are direct rivals whereas Middlesbrough they're yeah. going to finish top top four uh, in the yeah. playoffs anyway. Sheffield yeah. United I mean, are 40,
1: fine. So. Gaming 40 will have two import, three important games huge. as of now. Mm. I think that Luton, Millwall, Blackburn, Norwich, and I think there is another one Mm. We really will see whatever fates these promotion playoff chasing teams have.
0: I'm going to say that they won't finish in the playoffs. and I'm also not interested in in anyone from a gaffer point of view. Obviously, we have Sara in the pod team, and I think he's an okay hold, but not interested. Like you say, if Sargent and Puki aren't firing... Then mm. you're relying too much on worldly goals from your. <laughs> midfielders. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting how Puky's really dropped off this year. Uh, it's probably to do. It's, I know he's had injuries and he's probably hampered by kind of the 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 service being a bit. Um, he's getting a bit less service this year in terms of the the attacking yeah. midfielders behind him. I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I think the likes. Uh, I mean, he had good year, as an assist provider. Mm. From him to what he has now, it really speaks volumes. So unless they have a good attacking midfield players, they will be in trouble next season, Was finding goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's move on to our next one, uh, which is Coventry, who are also on 57 points, same as Norwich. Um, i I really do think Coventry stand a good chance, you know um, they just they just score goals for fun. Um, I know they've had a, they've had a couple of blips recently only drawing against Wigan and they drew against Hull as well um, but when I look at their fixtures they they've got Watford the promotion chasing teams they've got they've got to play are Watford, um, Blackburn, and Middlesbrough. Outside of that they've got plenty of winnable games. What do you reckon on Coventry?
1: Yeah, I think the thing is that they face Middlesbrough on the last day of the season. So that's the non. Yeah, that uh, if Middlesbrough confirmed their playoff position or their promotion by then, then I don't think that will be a tough game for Coventry. Um, because by the time Coventry will know their fate, whether uh, they are going to be a playoff team
0: or not? I suppose but, the question is on that one. Just, just to jump in on that, is if let's say yeah. Middlesbrough are out of the race for top two by that point, mm-hmm. and they know they they're going to be in the playoffs guaranteed, do they mm-hmm. rotate heavily for that game to rest their key players ahead of the playoffs?
1: Probably, probably. Yeah. So that's so that game is that game is chalked off. The only two games that are important is the Watford and the Blackburn game. And I don't know about, but Watford at home, commentary should do a good job.
0: Very winnable, very winnable.
1: Yeah, Blackburn away, that's
0: tough. 50-50.
1: Yeah, I mean, go to Neewood Park, that's a tough place to get a result, Mm. nevertheless get a win so it really depends on how i mean come into a team that do your job and see what results fall into the table and then plan accordingly uh, mm. first be the team that you are supposed to beat yeah. then wait for the results of other teams that in and around you and see what has happened and then go buy your business mm. so I think Coventry has a good, decent chance to be a promotion playoff team, but um, it's in their hand. I think Coventry is the one team that promotion playoff is in their hands because they can see what other teams are doing after doing their job. If they lose, then that's it. It all depends. I think, yeah, well.
0: my opinion on Confucius is that they're going to run it close. Um, they, they they might sneak into that sixth place and, and they're going to have a really good stab at it. The concern I'm, I do have is obviously Casey Palmer's injured, Alan is injured. I'm not sure how long until Alan's back. It's I think it was a short term injury, but I'm not actually 100% sure when he's coming back. So those attacking injuries make me wonder, you know, will they score enough goals? You know, if they only drew one all with Wigan, for example, that was a bit of a concern. Um, Gordon is obviously a very able player. To, they can obviously move to two up top and play Gordon, and, and he's very able in, in that sense. So I don't think that's a concern. But then the creative midfielder behind at the moment is kind of Eccles, and then there's um, Gustavo Hamer as well. So it's whether there'll be key misses in attack. Certainly this, the the depth isn't there right now um, with those injuries. Um, but Victor is obviously a fantastic forward. Um, and from a gaffer point of view, no way you're ever going to sell him unless he gets injured. Um, and any defensive assets you've got are an absolute keep as well um, in terms of midfield. Um, Palmer and Allen are potential decent budget options if they do return. I don't think Palmer will, though, this season. Um, but if Alan returns, he could be a decent budget option, as as he was. So I don't think anything changes from a gaffer point of view, right? Like, yeah, everyone's got it... two at least, so keep them yeah. and don't do anything with them, right?
1: That's, yeah, that's the only thing. I, I think the injuries, if they don't have any more injuries, I think they will be fine. Hmm. But they seem to have, whenever they are on a good run, they seem to have injuries to key players that are contributing to those to that in key run. So really, they need to curdle, They need to hope that they don't receive any key injuries to important players. I yeah. mean, imagine if Victor goes down, Touchwood. If Victor goes down, it would be disaster for Coventry. So hmm. hopefully all those important key important commentary
0: players get fit for the next nine game weeks i'd love to see commentary make the premier league i think you're absolutely right depends on the fitness of, of key players um because the strength and depth isn't quite there with this, with them compared to the other teams um let's hope they do run it close let's move on um to i think what we'll do is we'll do uh ninth and tenth and then we'll be extremely brief with 11th and 12th because you have got questions to come on yep. to um, as well so next is West Brom they are on 55 points but they do have a game in hand uh, West Brom have been a weird team this year haven't they uh, just very inconsistent yeah. they picked up obviously after hiring Carlos Corbran when they were uh, you know for a while in, in the relegation zone now they're up to mm-hmm. ninth and in contention any thoughts? I don't
1: think ten- West Brom will make it to the playoff, mm. short term, but I don't think they will because if you look at the fixtures for West Brom, they have easier run, but they face Sheffield United, Norwich, and the I think on third forty-five and forty-six or forty-four and forty-five. Yeah, 44. Although they have. Yeah, although they have a double game week on 44, I mean, the other game was against Sunderland. I mean, really, against Millwall, if they don't get a result against Millwall, then I think that's done and dusted. Don't you
0: think? If they, if they beat Millwall, they're right in it. They're right in the hunt. Yeah. Um, so I, I see that as the key game coming up. Especially if they don't win the that four, game, I don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they beat Millwall considering the next four games are against Rotherham, uh, QPR, Stoke, and Blackwood. That's 12 points on offer. And West Brom are capable enough to get those 12 points. So that Millwall game is looking more and more crucial now.
0: The other thing is their away form has been pretty poor, particularly recently. Drawing with Cardiff, losing to Hull, uh, losing to Watford, although obviously Watford yeah, to, losing to Birmingham... I mean, and three of those a, four easy fixtures are away from home. Yeah. So the question is, can they, if they can book up their ideas away from home and win two out of those three, then they're right in it, particularly if they get a result against Millwall. But yeah. I don't think they'll have enough, personally.
1: Yeah, I, think, I mean, it's a really weird thing to say because with a team, that considering DK, considering they have DK, they have Wallace, they have Swift,
0: I this mean, team should be a playoff team based off of the strength yeah, of the squad. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, and maybe I mean, the quality will shine I mean, through and it'll be the difference maker in the end. We'll see.
1: These are the I mean, they have signed important guys that have done, and they've done the business in the championship time and time again. Wallace was an important player for Millwall. Swift was an important player for Reading. TK was scoring goals for fun for Crystal before his injury happened. So i mean the yeah i mean they are a good enough team to be a playoff team but certainly the form they were in the start of the season it didn't help them at all and considering the manager as well it didn't help so hopefully i mean they get the turnaround from the Millwall game and gets kicking kicking up those points picking up those points and be in contention but i don't see them having that sort of a push for playoff maybe next year
0: from a gaffer point of view they're quite interesting i think wallace is obviously fine as a hold um but um in defense furlong is now a problem if you've still got him because all brighton yeah. has played a couple of games um so he's less nailed than he was townsend is still fine i think um and then DK probably wouldn't have him personally, but he's not. I don't think he's an awful option. I think he is probably favoured over Thomas Asante. Um, like I do think DK's fine. Actually, um, he will. I do think he'll score a decent amount of goals in the upcoming fixtures, particularly yeah, as they got think- after the Millwall game a run of four decent games. But I wouldn't. Be, but I probably wouldn't buy him really.
1: Yeah, it's more to say that if. <coughs> Sorry, if they get the win against Millwall, then I think uh Corbyn will not change his squad that much and because they need to pick up points more and more to stay in touch. So then if they do get beat Millwall, then the likes of Wallace, Swift, DK, they become fat, good fat differential fantasy assets for the for gaffer managers to push. They will become differential assets. But if they don't get a result like favourable result against like Millwall,
0: then I think it's uh, don't bother buying them. Yeah, they're expensive as well. Um, and yeah. I think DK is one of those where actually in a season where there weren't such amazing assets in Akpom and Victor, DK I think is a really good option. It's just he's got lots of competition in the striker spots at the moment. That, and obviously you're not going to pick him over those guys at the moment. So yeah. um Yeah. That's that's West Brom. I don't think they'll quite make it. Although if they beat, well, yeah, if they beat Millwall, I think they've got a really good chance. If they don't beat Millwall, they won't make it. So it's all in that game. I'm gonna say they won't make it.
1: Yeah, mine and my, me as well. Said
0: it with the, with the Even because though
1: they shouldn't see, yeah, with the squad they have, the they squad. easily they should have. But I don't see them making the playoffs.
0: Yeah. All right. Next team is Watford. They are also on fifty five points, but obviously don't have the game in hand. Yeah, on West you Brom. just
1: talk Dude. about Watford. I'm not talking about.
0: Watford. <laughs> of course, too much pain this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Owning own. Plus, I mean, bringing yeah, loser think... didn't go very well, did it? <laughs> Hope to Wigan. It was supposed to be the game. Um, the the playoff chasing teams they've got to play are Luton, Coventry, and Sunderland. So they they haven't got any. You know, they haven't got any of the top three um but all three of those games are away from home quite crucially um and then the home games are all pretty good I don't think Watford will make the playoffs but when I look at their fixtures it's probably an easier fixture list than a lot of their fellow contenders so I wouldn't be surprised if they with it with a couple of games to go are still mathematically able to qualify um yeah, the looting game is a big game to speak because if they win that game, they're right
1: in it. Yeah, I think all we can say is that they can make a sneaky push.
0: Could do. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, when everybody is not watching, it's that guy that everyone was not considering to be, an op- to be in the conversation, but just sneaked up on you. <laughs> they will be like that if they pick up those results, but I'm not expecting much from them. Mm.
0: Again, they've got the quality. Jar Pedro, Keenan Davis, Davis. Sorry if he comes back at any point. Um, but you know, if not beating w- Wigan at home, it's just pretty criminal. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of a Gaffer point of view, no one's interested. Interesting to me, I'm probably going to sell loser. It's a bit of a short-term punt, really, with the, the blank game week. Um, I think I'll sell him. Um, so I, I wouldn't wouldn't be interested in anyone at all um i guess the only potential option is a defensive one like ngakia because he's not too expensive and because the fixtures are good you know maybe they'll do okay from that from that point of view they have only conceded two goals in the last four games Watford so um i don't hate that idea but it's not someone you'd go out of your way to transfer in so um yeah the next three games luton Huddersfield, coventry i think will decide if they get good results against luton and coventry they do have a chance because they've got a, a pretty straightforward run um, after that point. So, so yeah, I'm not I'm not completely ruling them out, but I'm going to say they won't make it too inconsistent. Cool. And finally, Sunderland and Preston and the other two on 53 points, which rounds off the top half, seven points back. Um, do you think either of these teams can make a push? I don't think they will.
1: Preston won't, but I never know about Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Because they can spring a surprise or two.
0: Yeah, they can I mean, get a result against anyone, can't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I mean, they have the toughest of all those playoff position chasing teams because they have they play Burnley, West Brom, Watford, uh, all in the I think in especially after forty from forty four they play West Brom, Watford, and Preston, so arguably. They want to be uh, on the playoff position chasing team, one of them, then they have to get a result in these three games, last three games, and against Burnley as well next game week. Because the next four they have after Burnley are Hurl, Cardiff, Birmingham, and Out of the three of them are at home. Sunderland are decent at home, scoring goals for fun. One of the one is away that's Cardiff. Cardiff is a transitional team, so mm. you're expecting points from those four games. But the other four games that they have could decide their future, whether they are a direct promotion playoff team from League One this season or they have far too many gaps to conclude.
0: I think they could win three out of those four easy games that you mentioned after Burnley to keep themselves um, in with a chance and then probably just fall short in those last three games. Um, that's probably what I think is going to happen. Um, whatever way you look at it, they've had a very good season. They've had um, a yeah. good chunk of the season without Ross Stewart. They've lost Ellis Sims, um, recalled from his loan from Everton. They lost the um, manager as well. The manager, which was really silly, really, like going to Stoke for yeah. you know, Anyway. Um, yeah. They've had a great season, they play some great attacking football um, and if they finish top half then they'll have done very well and they've got something yeah. to build on next season. Um, it's just a shame, you, you do wonder if Ross Stewart had stayed, stayed fit the whole season, maybe they would have yeah. been right in there, right in the mix. Yeah. Um,
1: That's the question Ross Stewart is asking himself as well because they got he has got some interesting players behind him uh, uh, this season. Likes of Diallo, Clark. I mean, they got signed a new forward. They got Sims as well. So, if Ross was fit enough for the longest part of the season, I think Sam Runner would have been a top seven, top eight team. I know.
0: Yeah. I think that pretty much rounds it up then. So, so that's our thoughts on the playoff race. Um, it's going to be really interesting. It's always very exciting, um, the championship at this stage of the season with, with the playoffs. I'm glad they do it uh, than the top three. go up. Yeah, I think
1: before before you end, just to wind Jamie of the AFFFN or just to wind Jamie up. I think if results go stoke's favorite Stoke can find and make a push as well nah. they are not far behind
0: they're too far back <laughs> too far back <laughs> nah.
1: finally they have a team they have an identity
0: after 38 games they're doing well that they're, they're, they're actually probably yeah. showing some signs of encouragement which is nice for, nice for him after all the misery yeah. um but 12 points is too much so yeah yeah Right, <laughs> Abhishek. Do you want to read out some questions? We've, we've got a few questions um, this week. Yeah, I
1: think we have four questions. Um, yeah, so let's do it. First question comes from Glaster, a good friend. He says, "Got money to burn. Best defender slash midfielder slash forward player this week." So I think we've got he, money to burn, he, haven't he, we? He, he, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He, is, he wants to pick a punt for
0: him. Are we talking so, differentials here, do you think? Or just the best player? In I think team? he has enough
1: money to burn, so the best. What we think is will score the highest points, I think, this week. From defenders, fielders and forward category, let's say that.
0: I'm going to go for players that, aren't necess- that he might not own. Um, just to make it interesting, I guess, as potential yeah. buys. My forward is going to be Cameron Archer. Um, Mm. It may sound like hindsight because he's just scored 19 points. But (laughs) we did put him in our community team a few weeks ago Mm. at our overhaul. So we did think that he could do very well before he got his 19 points. And I think he will still continue to do very well. So I will say Cameron Archer is my forward. Who would your forward be? Yeah,
1: I mean, my forward will be one of Archer or Morris because those are the two form guys as apart from Apcom and Victor so yeah maybe you have uh, told Archer so I might go for big Morris as the forward best forward
0: cool midfielder I'm not sure about midfielder (laughs) um yeah that's a hard one I'll say Nathan Teller if you don't already have him I'm surprised he's not more highly owned (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm going with his club team, club mate, Zaruri. But from maybe Diallo, I see an orange flag on Diallo, but maybe Diallo if he's
0: fit. I think that's an old but, flag because he, he was back on the yeah, bench so, in the last game.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, one of Zeruri or Diallo for me. Cool. Taylor for you. Def- Defend
0: All that explosive is there.
1: I mean, if you don't own drama, then drama certainly can be an option. Yeah. If you don't own Giles, then Giles can certainly be an option. Apart from those two, I don't think anybody comes to my mind.
0: I'll go with Cody Drama, that's a shout, a good shout out by you there. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: there you go, So Those are all three my defender is drama as well. So those are the three picks from us the best players this week hey you've got money to burn spend it wisely yes <laughs> don't spend it on the wrong thing don't spend it on yeah so next question comes from tom the community manager or from our thursday night wars he says who's your favorite only assets going forward besides from teller that's the first question second he asked and do you think they will rotate when the league is wrapped up so apart from Taylor, who is your favorite poorly assets going forward for so the next eight game weeks
0: it's definitely zaruri over over Brownhill. i think it's, it's obvious but it's i think zaruri and Matson personally um i don't think Matson's quite as essential as, as potentially the midfielders um but um, I think it's those two. I, I personally wouldn't go for Ashley Barnes ahead of um, any of the other forwards that we've got in the game. Um, so those are the two I'd go for. And in regards to his second question, I don't think we we could be sure. Um, my honest answer is I don't know whether they will rotate. Um, I don't think they'll rotate against Blackburn when they play the, der- the derby game um, later on in the season. Outside of that... Um, we don't, you know, Vincent. We've never had experience of Vincent Company as a manager in this position before, so we don't know if he's just going to want to chase. I don't know if they're chasing after any records as well, points records. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think they are, but um, but they're certainly not far off. So um, they they very well might, um, and I would be prepared for a plan for if they do rotate, um, but you never know; they might not. Yeah. So my favorite
1: one, yes, it's. It's a bit different because it gets kind of boring They're picking Zeruri Teller, likes Zeruri, Teller, Matson, Bettino, Roberts. My different so my my favourite bornly is going forward would be a different one. I think they signed him on January from Danish um, or Swedish club, I think. Eggdal.
0: He is head. a six
1: yeah. Although he's a centre back, but That's he's Talking all those performance bonus points as well, he has scored as well uh, on the short period of time he has been on Burnley. He's six million defender, although he's is a really hot, not a cheap defender, but he is an interesting option, especially on those set pieces and on those corners and free kicks. He goes and attacks the ball quite a bit, and then not like Howard Bailey's. And plus, Howard Bellis is injured, I think, as well. So so I think he plays and he is a good enough player to get those returns as well, I think. Not every time goals, but performance bonus points as well. So if you're looking at a defender, I think Ekdal will not get dropped even if they rotate after securing the title, but he will still play. And I do think he will rotate. Uh, I mean, he has rotated the hell out of his early squad till today. So, why not he will rotate after wrapping up the title? So, But, uh, on hindsight, there is a certain thing that's going on into my mind that he has rotated when he they have not won the title. If they have won the title, he might not rotate and play the same team <laughs> till the season ends. So, it's a really tricky thing to say thought see about it because we don't have, have as joel mentioned we haven't seen vincent company winning a championship in england mm. life i mean or uh, any short managerial career so i don't think i don't know what he will do after wrapping up the title so yeah. i hope that clears it up and answers your question cool number three. yeah number three is from billy our norwegian friend mm, he says any differential picks to help make gains until the end of the season that's the question and to answer your musings from last board, I am half Norwegian and changed my team name ages ago at least before the World Cup nice. <laughs> nice. I think that's that was the fun that we were talking about team names I think last week <laughs> For the international leg, I think mm. we're talking about when did the Steam names get changed. So, thanks, Billy, um, for your clarification on that. Uh, so, any differential picks to help make gains until the end of the season?
0: It's a tricky on this, um, particularly finding ones that are real, true differentials. Um, I guess you could get on Archer quick maybe before he becomes more highly owned. You could get on Zaruri quick before he becomes more highly owned. But I don't think... they may be differentials now, but I don't think they'll stay that way. It might well not. In terms of real, true differentials, um, maybe maybe a John Swift sort of player um, because... You know, if West Brom do go on a really good run, um, he will be involved. He's good for bonus. He's been playing more regularly recently. He's on actually an average last four. If you filter by the last four four on tab on the Gaffer website, he comes out level with Swift on 7.25 points per game. So um, possibly Swift, um, because we know what he can do from a set piece point of view, from a bonus point of view. And if he's if he's nailed on now, then then maybe him. Um, I think that's the standout one for me. I can't yeah. think of anyone else, can you? I'm sure there will be a couple of others.
1: Yeah, there will be a couple of others, but as of now, I don't think, apart from Swift, maybe you can you can make a case for TK because he certainly looks like he's, uh, has ran out of his injury luck. I think he's now, improving his fitness enough. I think he got selected for the US men's national team in the international break as well. So I think he will he will be a player to watch out for, especially if they get the win real world. So I think DK is the one for me. So, Swift for you.
0: The other one I'll shout out is Riley McGree. I think he might be the better option. I got Ramsey. I think McGree might be the better option now in terms of mm-hmm. um, nailedness consistency <laughs> i got
1: um, i got both so i am satisfied with that <laughs>
0: so yeah may, maybe him maybe him
1: yeah so there, there is your answer Billy. last question and it's a big one from angus a good friend from the apple fantasy he has sent us three questions first best and worst flavors of crisps
0: Ooh. Depends on my moods, but I do this is going to be really controversial, and some people will be like, "This is ridiculous, but I do like a prawn cocktail walker's prawn cocktail um, other than that a nice salt and vinegar like your tyrrells or your kettle chips. Um, I do love a, a good quality salt and vinegar not not your not your cheapy walker's salt and vinegar, but your like nice salt and vinegar. they go down really well. sea salt and cider vinegar. Mm
1: that's
0: the best the worst uh i don't like meaty crisps so like smoky bacon um chicken crisps or like I, it just doesn't it's not a combo that works for me um, it's it's like the worst bits of meat with the worst bits of crisps like the, the meat, meat's all about the the texture and the tenderness and the juices and stuff and then the flavor that comes out through that trying to translate onto a, that onto a crisp doesn't really work for me so uh, there you go that's me
1: um i don't think i have ever tested crisp in my country so we have chips uh, i can give you that one it could be what you
0: call that could be crisps what we call um crisps because they call them chips in america as well so that might be the same thing
1: yeah so uh, yeah so in terms of best flavor in chips i quite like um, the magic masala that we have here or the salt uh, and I think we have salt and I think the normal one that's with only the salt so I quite like that I quite like the magic masala I quite like the tangy tomato it's different flavor we have in here the most type of crisps are the ones that are made of cheese I mean I can't eat I can eat molten cheese, molten cheese. I can eat plain cheese, but I can't eat cheesy fried version of that. I can't eat fried cheese. It really puts a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I simply cut it from. Uh, I think it's, it's. I was very small. I, I tend to get. Uh, I tend to get pretty hateful towards it. So I can't like those kind of crisps that are fried cheese if i can say of London. Mm-hmm. that's the best and that's the worst nice. flavors of crisps or mm-hmm. chips as they are called in our respective countries nice. so the second question is where is one place you would like to visit that you haven't been to before Jesus, I, I haven't gotten out of my country yet, so every <laughs> place is an is an adventure for me. So,
0: where would you choose if you could choose one place to go in the whole wide world? Where would you go? Definitely England. Really? Definitely.
1: Of course, I have I have loved to meet you guys. Come to Nottingham. I do... Woo! <laughs> I love to meet every one of my English friends that I have made over the past two three years. Ah. So, England would be the one. That I'm most looking forward to, and will probably make a trip in the future.
0: Amazing! So do
1: it, do it. That will be the one place that I haven't visited yet in my life that I would be like to visit. So, and you, what's the
0: place? David knows what I'm gonna say here. <laughs> Norway I, I, also, yeah, I also know if can say I love the look of Norway. It looks like an absolutely beautiful country. Um yeah. Northern Lights. I think apart, I, I,
1: I think Central. Norway is on the second spot on my destination list. Travel destination is first because majority of David. my Yeah, of course, because he he's the one guy that will missed out on the list, so of course mm. Yeah. So.
0: I do have a very exciting trip coming up, though, to see some of the world that I have never seen before. It's only my second time outside of Europe, and I'm going to South America because my sister is on her year abroad with university out there. So in May, I'm going to South America for two weeks, which is very exciting. Which, which
1: country you are visiting?
0: I'm going to Chile and Argentina. Hmm.
1: So I mean, Argentina is having a party now world
0: champs yeah I'll be looking out for something Lionel Messi related while I'm there <laughs>
1: did you see the video when they face Panama I mean the chills I think Gianni shared it on twitter okay. in
0: our community I remember seeing yes. seeing scenes of Buenos Aires celebrations after they won the world cup I, no, I
1: mean it's the first game after they became the world champions okay. the first game so it literally chills. The whole stadium was singing the this, this song. I mean, the names. Every one of the Argentinian players that were on the pitch were crying. Oh, so wow. Just watch it. It's very emotional and very you know, chilling. And it's, oh. it's That is one of the reasons that we love football.
0: That sounds really it's cool. Really, that sounds really good.
1: Yeah. Just go to the Gianni's page, I think, and watch the video. Amazing. Uh, I think I've shared on our WhatsApp group, so you can check it out on, on there as well and final question from angus will chuba akpon ever stop
0: returning no how does angus not Hold own akpon by the way
1: yeah
0: i was going to say that what are you playing so, that man you're supposed to be good at this game you're like top 50. how are you top 50 yeah. and not and you've not owned akpon all season disgraceful really
1: i'm I, literally one thing he has got all those hat-tricks that we haven't received. <laughs> he got the Bradshaw hat-trick, he got the Estopinian hat-trick, he yeah. got another hat-trick, I guess. I think he he got the Akpom hat-trick earlier when Akpom scored. Uh-huh. Then he dropped him off, when him off, uh, okay. and he has still haven't owned him. I am guessing that. Maybe he just so wants to, think-
0: to play the end of the season on hard mode. He's clearly doing a good job of it. <laughs> i think
1: it's like the malone-esque season that you had on the gap one don't remind you me. clearly don't want to own malone and malone keeps on scoring the sports yeah. which ultimately cost you the title
0: yes probably similar thing where you just don't want to buy them <laughs> but they yeah. keep doing the business yes. yes
1: i think angus is doing the same thing so yeah, that's that rounds up the question. <laughs> I think Billy has a nice reply on his. <laughs> Will Chewbacca ever score in? Probably the minute you bring him in. So
0: don't right. bring
1: him in. Yes, yeah, so don't bring him in, Angus. You are five. You are way far ahead on the overall rank. Let other players play a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let us all <laughs> catch you up with that. Pump. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's round off all the football and non-football questions for the International Break. Hope you guys have
0: enjoyed it. Nice. Right. Last thing then, on this longer episode. It's been quite a long one, yep. but it's been good. It's been really good. Um, Imagine,
1: David misses out and
0: we get a longer episode. Yes. <laughs> right. Let's have a look at our teams for yeah. Game it 39. Now, this is my team. And honestly, I don't love it at the moment. Um, Things have just gone a bit off the last couple of game weeks, I think. Things have gone the wrong direction. Bringing in Ramsey was an interesting one because um, I I looked at the stats, and it's based off of a small sample, and I thought it looked good, but I hadn't watched him play. And I brought him in and watched him the very next game, and I, was, I thought he was okay, and he had some really promising moments. But I also wasn't that surprised to see him dropped um, the subsequent weekend. So I don't love having Ramsey because he also blocks me from getting archer and i wouldn't mind selling bradshaw for archer this week to add to that i also own loser and i don't really want him so do i sell him instead and then block my path to to archer i don't know upshot is i can see myself taking a minus four bradshaw and ramsey or loser out um and and see where we go i think if i was to choose right now i'd probably bring in up archer and zaruri for ramsey and i think um i mean if, and bench loser uh,
1: yeah one thing i if i may add that from the international game that i watched the other 21 that we played last night i think archer got such, subbed off at halftime he was not influencing the game at all ramsey came on at halftime and he scored a goal and he looked lively, whatever highlights I have watched. Uh, so it's a really hard decision but mm. I think in terms of form you have to go with Archer at the moment, apart from App form It's
0: one of those that could definitely go wrong. <laughs> Perhaps he could just yeah. haul next week and Archer could black.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's a really tricky one but i think the pressing needs has to be dealt one Mm. if you feel like you don't need a player and you need another player then certainly do that move Mm. first then do the other moves because bradshaw you don't you never know because sheffield united has leaking goals as well so even though he might even though he is not scored against Huddersfield one of the weakest defences, he
0: might score the United. You never know. So you know the what annoying thing was no, not I captaining think. Teller um, those two weeks. Like, I had him, it was great, but I was like, oh, I wish I'd put the vice on him at least. So I'm looking at him, home to Sunderland, it's not the easiest game, but I'm like, the temptation to captain him and try and make gains that way because I need to make gains <laughs> is strong. But he, he's, is he going to really keep up that run of form of absolutely hauling two weeks in a row what was it a hat trick and a brace or something um, yeah 17 and
1: 22 points respectively yeah
0: so I will yeah I don't know who I'm going to captain, in but I may stick some. I'll probably stick something on Teller and something on Akpom or Victor which is it's a tough one maybe Victor because he's at home um, but I'm not sure yet that's undecided that's me let's move on to you yeah I think... Yeah, good one starts in goal for me. Townsend, Hoover,
1: and Manning are the three defenders. Fleming, McBree, Ramsey, teller are my four four midfielders. The three forwards are Atkom, Pirro, and Victor at the moment. And uh, but I'm moving towards the budget buster, so Pirro might not stay. And uh, I will bring maybe Bradshaw, so that i it fulfills the budget buster move, which I think which i'm in a, playing on game with 41 as of now so yeah that will be my move because my moves will be a budget buster dependent from now on so i don't care about anything else i can need to go on a good run for those budget busters to make a good team for the budget buster uh, in terms of captaincy it's on at form Throughout the international break it will be on a form come game week 39 deadline advice on victor because stoke is certainly turning a corner and i although commentary are at home but you never know uh, about stoke this they can keep a clean sheet they can score an odd goal and nick out a win so really i will go with the safe option Certainly with Akpom because I know Middlesbrough score goals even if they are losing. So yeah, it's Akpom for me in terms of captaincy this week.
0: That's certainly a fair um, F-Corp. argument F-Corp. in terms of going for Akpom over Victor. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: So that's me. Name
0: night amazing right that's it um that's the end of the episode um slightly longer one this week with the international break but hope you enjoyed it it was good to dig into all the playoff chasing teams there's lots of lots to talk about there so that was good um and yeah so all that remains to be said is goodbye and see you next time so it's goodbye from me and namaste from me